hope you enjoy that conversation with Stuart, someone who has certainly varied his own career between large corporate banks across the world, startups and CFO type leadership, as well as now group CEO leadership. A wide and deep sense of experience coming to the conversation. Five things struck me in this conversation as being really interesting and useful to reflect upon. Some of them are obvious, but like all obvious things, they're worth pulling out every now and again and just having a look at to see, does this apply to me now or in my near future? The first one is the leadership team and the board of the organization took time five years ago to truly look at what they were doing and how they were doing it after 20 plus years of success and realized that some of their big bets and some of the ventures that they had undertaken were not paying off. And indeed, some of the markets that were they were operating in, they had little or no competitive advantage. Therefore, made the, in hindsight, quite obvious, but at the time probably brave, decision to exit those areas and to minimize the losses the organization was facing as a result of those ventures. But in doing so, it spotted the opportunity. At the time and around our world, there's a range of different platform-based industries were disrupting sectors, be it in transport like Uber, be it in retail like Amazon. And a marketplace industry has both buyers and sellers coming together to trade in a particular platform. OUA recognized that that had not come to their market in any way, shape or form yet. And then therefore there was an opportunity. So embracing the opportunity by letting go the old ventures allow them to reimagine themselves and to replay in the same sector, but in a different way. And I think it's often a simple decision like that gets overlooked as to the pivot point for an organization. And indeed, although we didn't speak about in this interview, I have heard Stuart say in the past that once COVID kicked in in 2020, they did not feel in any way nervous because they were getting ready as an organization for four years for an opportunity to maximize their ability. As a leader, as an organization leader, as a functional team leader, worthwhile pausing every now and again just to understand, are we positioning ourselves in the right way, serving the right customers with the right products and services? Or is it time for us to let some of those go, maybe pivot in a new way? The second thing that struck me here is what flows on from a board level decision, like what market do we want to be in? And indeed, do we want to move from being a service provider to a marketplace provider? And that is what's required of the executive team that makes that decision. And Stuart talked about in his experience at that point, he had come from a very different sense of leadership. He had come from professional services, and as he described it, leading a bunch of professional golfers, i.e. everyone experts in their own domain, but not necessarily playing together. And the whole team refashioned itself to wanting to collectively lead into a different era for the organization. So the team had a very overt conversation on who do we want to be as a team and how do we want to do that? and What kind of help do we need to get in order to help us move to that way of being as a collective team? Again, in hindsight, it sounds like a simple conversation, but these things are never simple at the time. And Stuart shared with us that they brought in some professional help to help them understand their own leadership strengths, gaps, where they need to play differently, better, or a whole new game, uh, which they have since done. So again, nothing new in this conversation, but it's always amazes me how profound it can be for an organization when the executive team embarks on that conversation and truly lives it out over the coming years, as we have seen with the numbers from both student growth, from university growth, and from employee net promoter score growth. (music) 
The third thing which really hit home, and a keen listener to the podcast will have noticed Stuart's voice changing in the second half of this podcast, because he really fell, in my view, into himself, as in talking his own truth very loudly in the second half of this podcast, where he's talking about his own growth as a leader and his own need to lead by example. If you go and ask a team to change, then the leader needs to change ahead of the curve, or at least with the curve. And for him, three areas he suggested were his own vulnerability, his own degree of honesty, and his ability to give feedback. Three areas that he's been growing in over the last number of years. That personal growth has been fueled by his practice of mindfulness. And in this conversation, he shared a resource called Waking Up from Sam Harris. I recommend mindfulness as a practice for every leader. And there's many, many resources out there, and not everyone. Not every resource suits everyone, but certainly in my own experience and the experience I've, I've referred to many people, I find the waking up uh, products from Sam Harris to be excellent and really useful uh, as a daily practice. Stuart says he started as a fixed time once a day and then it moves to regular moments throughout the day as he needs it. And I think the point to underline here is the mindfulness practice that Stuart is talking about and indeed that I use myself and recommend to all of my Uh, prospective clients that I work with, is to help you to stay present as much as possible when the environment in front of you is trying to distract you. And that can mean that you're being triggered into a a reactive situation. It might mean that suddenly the world has gone mad and you're asked to make quick decisions that actually require more thoughtfulness from you. Nonetheless, whatever the situation is, the practice of mindfulness is designed to help you stay present in that situation when all around you is potentially not as present as it might be. The last thing I want to point out here is, and again, this is not a new topic. This has come up many times in this series of of interviews and indeed other series of interviews that you might listen to, and that is the power of curiosity. Stuart shared with us that he grew up in an environment in western suburbs of Melbourne, Australia, that encouraged him to be curious. His own family background shaped an innate sense of curiosity. And that comes through now in his leadership role, when he's looking at giving feedback or indeed just inquiring about what what's happening in the situation, he's now starting from a place of curiosity, which is very, very different to starting from a place of judgment. And indeed, curiosity is the antidote to judgment. If you start a conversation from a place of curiosity, you're innately wondering what is the intention of the other person, or indeed what's truly important for the other person, as opposed to judging their behaviors that are on exhibit in front of you. We tend to view our own behaviors through the eyes of our intentions, and we naturally view other people's behaviors through what we see them doing. So starting with curiosity means at least we can figure out what's happening behind the overt behavior that we might be noticing. And I did laugh. I think it's really interesting and uh, very clever. The strategic ground that started from a place of curiosity can give you because it allows you to pivot if your uh, own view of the situation is very different to the reality that's unfurling in front of you. So once again, the power of curiosity, how do you build that? How do you hold that? And if you're someone who naturally has a sense of cynicism or judgment or intellectual dominance in your innate leadership traits, developing a sense of curiosity can help balance the underbellies of those. And there are a few underbellies of those. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of The Leadership Diet. We hope you enjoyed it. Head over to www.theleadershipdiet.com where you can subscribe to the podcast, to our blogs, and retrieve the show notes from each episode. Every show note has links to whatever resources were mentioned by our guest, including their favorite song or band. And the best way you can support this podcast is by subscribing and sharing it with your colleagues and friends so they can hear the insights from our guests as well. Thank you.